coming to you from the Deep South. This is the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast. High impact leadership is not reserved for leaders, and it has nothing to do with your position, title, or rank. However, it does have everything to do with your character. It's time to climb to the next level and beyond, personally and professionally. Now, let's start making it happen with your host, Max Story. Hello, and thank you for stopping by the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast today. Today, when I finish up this episode, I'll be halfway through this 30-part series that I'm doing on my book, Blue Collar Leadership and Supervision, Unleash Your Team's Potential. So it's a 30-part series. Today, when I'm finished, I'll be finished with today's episode, which is part 15, based on chapter 15 out of the book, which is titled, Two Powerful Things, The Mirror and the window. So I want to, I'm going to share with you how a high impact leader uses the mirror in the window and how a low impact leader, or you want to call them managers of people use the mirror and the window. But first I want to share with you a, uh, a quote from a guy named Nick Vujicic and the way you spell his last name, V U J I C I C Nick Vujicic. You may be aware of him, or, or you may have seen him on videos on the internet. There's a lot of them out there. But basically, Nick's a very powerful motivational speaker. But what makes him unique is he was born without arms and legs. You may have seen him on TV or on videos, surfing, on a skateboard, diving off a diving board into the, to the deep end, swimming in a pool. You may have seen him with a golf club between his chin and his shoulder when he's out putting. And again, he has no arms and no legs. He's got books, audios, tons of videos. Check him out if you want some inspiration, especially if you haven't seen Nick. Go go, go see him. It's pretty cool. But I want to open today's episode with a quote from Nick. Nick says, and remember, Born with no arms and no legs. So when he says it, it means a little more than when I say it. Or or maybe you say it. If you've got arms and legs, it's kind of different when Nick says this. Because he doesn't have them. He says, you can't change what you can't change. But you've got to change what you can. It applies to him. He can't change. He was born with no arms and no legs. And but he can change how he deals with it. It's the same way with us. We may have arms and legs and there's things that we can't change in our life, but we've got to change the things that we can. And if you're listening to this episode or any of my episodes, you're trying to change your mindset. You're trying to grow and develop your character. That's something you can change and you know that you can change. I'm working on changing mine. I'm here today helping you change yours. But that's what Nick's talking about. Very powerful. So what you can change is how you use the mirror and the window. That concept, these tools. I see those things as tools. So the mirror and the window are tools used by both high-impact leaders and low-impact leaders. Or you want to term those people managers of people. The thing is, though, High-impact leader and low-impact leader use the same tools, but they use them in completely opposite ways. 
And they also get opposite results with them because of that. So let me tell you what I'm talking about. When it comes to responsibility, high-impact leaders look in the mirror and accept responsibility. Low-impact leaders, managers of people, they look out the window and transfer responsibility. So you see how it's starting to work? Leaders look in the mirror and accept responsibility. Managers look out the window and transfer responsibility. They're looking out the window for someone else to transfer responsibility to. But high-impact leaders know where responsibility lies with them. That's why they're looking in the mirror. So let's think about it. When things go wrong, high-impact leaders look in the mirror and take the blame. Low-impact leaders look out the window and transfer the blame. And I remember when I used to get this right at work, far more often than wrong, but when I was at home, I get it wrong far more often than right. So at work, I was pretty good about when things would go wrong, I would look in the mirror and, and take the blame. I would think it was my fault for, for whatever reason, and I would accept the blame and, and, and try to do whatever I could do to fix it and, and be better about doing it in advance the next time. But at home, especially with my son, when he was a teenager, I would look out the window and transfer the blame. I had never read books like I'm now teaching and talking about, writing about, speaking about on stage, these leadership books, personal growth. I had never read these when my son was at home. So when things were going wrong, I didn't know what I didn't know. So I'm looking out the window and blaming him for all the problems or maybe his mother or maybe his friends. I didn't even have a level of awareness that I could look in the mirror and realize I was to blame because all of the things that I didn't know that I didn't know. But now I'm, I'm at a completely different level. Now when I don't know and I'm, want, I'm wanting to, to go to the window and cast blame. And I may still get it wrong and do that. But while I'm doing it, I know that that's wrong. And I know there's something that I don't know. And I, that's why I read every day because there's a lot that I don't know. And I'm trying to get ahead of the curve and read things before I need to know them. So when I need to know them, guess what? I actually know them and I've been using it and applying it. So I'm getting ahead, but there's so much to learn. You're never going to learn it all. It's kind of a vicious cycle, but I'm aware now. I know when there's things wrong in my life, I'm responsible. It doesn't matter what it is. I'm responsible. I should have done something in the past and I didn't do it. Or I should do something today and I'm not doing it. Kind of that mindset. Now let's look at it from the other the other side. I was talking about when things are going wrong. So what about when things are going well? Who gets the credit for the success? High impact leaders look through the window and give credit to others when things go well. Low impact leaders or managers of people look in the mirror and take the credit when things go well. So a low-impact leader, when things are going great, 
they're up in the office with the door closed, talking to their boss, taking the credit. But a high impact leader, when things are going great, and they're up talking to their boss with the door closed, they're up there giving the credit. They don't just give the credit when the team's standing there listening. They give the credit, the team credit in private. And that's pretty powerful because it sends a message to their boss about the character, their character and how they lead their team. Pretty powerful stuff. So I'll share a story with you about how I got it right at work, actually. First, I got it wrong, but I was able to get it right afterward. So I got it wrong because I was leading a team. And actually, this episode, uh, episode 40, I tell the entire story about what I'm just telling you briefly right now. So if you want to hear this story about one of the times I let my team down, it's actually episode 40. You can go back and uh, find that episode and listen to it and hear all the details. But I'm just sharing a little bit of it here today because it fits. But I was leading a process improvement team, and on this specific day, they were supposed to paint. It was There were maybe 8, 10, 12 people on the team probably closer to 12, if not 12. And on a, on a certain day, they were going to paint. So the day before, I called the, the, the paint supplier, made sure they had to paint because I would always, whatever day we were painting, I would just go over, pick up the paint, and then we would paint. So I called in advance, made sure they had to paint. They did. The next morning, the team come in, and they were prepping everything, re getting ready to paint. And, and I said, I'll be back in a few minutes. I'm going to run and get the paint. So I went out to do it, do that. When I come back, or when I got there, the paint was gone. They didn't have any. They had sold it. Someone had sold it the day before, after I had called and asked if they had it, and they did, but but I didn't say, here's my credit card. Let me go ahead and pay for it, that sort of thing, because every other time when I went over there, they always had it. So now the team was prepared to paint. Now they couldn't paint. I had to find something else for them to do. I had to find some paint because we were on this uh, project and it needed to get painted. So it ended up taking me a while to find the amount of paint I needed was quite a bit. Several, I don't know how many now, but quite a few five-gallon buckets of paint. So it was a lot. And when I, I found a supplier that had it, I ended up having to drive several hours round trip to go get it. And also I had to be able to go get it. Whatever was going on that day had to fit into my schedule. So by the time I got the paint and got back to our manufacturing facility, it was the end of the day. And this time I was an employee working there and I was a lean manager, a, a lean coordinator and uh, basically a continuous improvement manager for the facility. But it's time for the team to go home. So, it, and I didn't blame the, the supplier for selling the paint. That's what they're, they're in the paint business. They're supposed to sell the paint. So, they sold the paint to someone else. That was that was good on their part. Would have been real easy for me to blame them, but I could have planned ahead. There would have been no issue if I would have planned ahead better. So better planning on my part, there wouldn't have been an issue on their part. So I wasn't blaming them. So my team left for the day. Normally I would leave for the day and go home, and they would end up painting the next day, just be a day late. But that day I got it right, and I looked in the mirror, and I accepted the blame, and I took responsibility. And I went and got the Tyvek suit, and I got the respirator, and I got out the, the sprayer, and I painted all night. 
I had come in that morning at seven o'clock. I didn't get back with the paint until that afternoon. Everybody left around four or five. When everybody was gone, I started painting. I didn't tell him I was going to do it. I didn't tell my boss I was going to do it. I didn't get paid by the hour. I was on salary, so I didn't make any extra money for doing it. But I painted all night. So when the team come back in the next morning at seven o'clock, everything was painted. And they thought Santa Claus had come, delivered them a present. And so I helped wrap up some loose ends. So I ended up with over a 24-hour shift that day. It was a long, long time to work. And and I was painting all night long, over 12 hours, solid painting, because there was only one of me and there would have, you know, 10 or 12 of those folks. So uh, they would have got it done a whole lot faster than, than me by myself. But I carried the load. I helped make them look good. I didn't make them look bad and being delayed because of my poor judgment. But that's just one example of when I got it right. And I didn't do it to look good. I, I did it because I let the team down. And that was one way I could take responsibility and fix it. And so that's what I did. So when you think about it, when you're at work or you're at home, just be conscious. When things go wrong, slow down a minute and say, how could it have been my fault? What could I have done better? In hindsight, could I have planned better? Is there something I should have known that I didn't know? Could I have could I have asked someone questions instead of saying, well, they should have told me? Saying someone should have told me is looking out the window and transferring the blame. How come it couldn't be, why didn't I ask someone? See the difference? Low-impact leader says, why didn't they tell me? High-impact leader says, why didn't I ask? Big difference. Low-impact leaders are creating distrust and losing respect. High-impact leaders are doing right the opposite. And I, I say it like this. Leaders who take more than their share of the blame and less than their share of the credit will easily build trust and earn respect with anybody who's watching. But leaders who take more than their share of the credit and less than their share of the blame will quickly create distrust and they'll quickly lose respect with those people who are watching. So if you want to move farther and faster and you want to unleash your team's potential, you have to learn how to use these two tools, the mirror and the window. And the window. And you have to... You have to learn to use them as a high-impact leader of people, not a low-impact leader of people who is really managing, right? We've talked about that, especially in the opening series, the first several episodes of these of this 30-part series. And I've touched on it a lot because it's complex and it's very dynamic. So I hope you enjoyed today's lesson. Talk to you next time. Make it happen or someone else will. It might as well be you. Are you serious about taking your career and your life to the next level and beyond? Check out Max Story's Blue Collar Leadership Series books and others, now available on audio, along with paperback and ebooks at Amazon, iTunes, and Audible. Please visit bluecollarleadership.com to learn about Max books, programs, special offers, 
certifications, and more. Thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast.